Hi there and welcome to Hockey 24-7 in collaboration with Raider Media. It's the podcast which dives into the world of South African hockey. With me, as always, Tyron Jabu Barnard, who's not just a hockey fan, not just a hockey player, but he's also the media official for Hockey South Africa. If there's a man or woman in South Africa that knows more about hockey in this country than him, well, uh, then I owe you a lot of money. Tyron, welcome back to the show as always. Yeah, Derek, always good to be here. And uh, of course, great to chat hockey. And uh, someone exciting on the line for uh, today's episode. Yeah, well, tell us a bit more. Who do we have on for today's episode? It's a big name uh, across the board in terms of indoor and outdoor hockey. Yeah, so today we're fortunately joined by Robin Johnson. She, uh, a couple of weeks back, captained Southern Gauteng Indoor Hockey Ladies to the national indoor title, their first title since 2013. But she's a bit of a crossover expert as well. Um, yep. Currently in the in the outdoor training lady squad, obviously working towards uh, big events this year, which we'll talk about in a while. And of course, she's already been capped for South Africa in indoor hockey. Well, lovely to you. And she is on the line, as you mentioned. Uh, Robin, so glad to have you chatting to us. Uh, how are you doing? Hey Derek and Jabu, uh, thanks for having me on the show and hello to all the listeners. Yeah, I'm very excited to, to uh, voice my opinions and about hockey and what's happening with me at the moment. So yeah, thank you, looking forward to it. Okay, well as mentioned, uh, you know, I enjoy hockey. Uh, I don't know too much about it in terms of 24-7 coverage. That's why the man in the hot seat is Tyron. So uh, yeah, I think without further ado, take it away. Yeah, so Robin, let's, let's uh, cast your mind back to a rather warm Peter Maritzburg RPT <coughs> final. It's the second year in a row, third year in a row even, that uh, Southern Gauteng have made the final, but they're playing a star-studded Spa KZN Raiders. I, I want to go to before the game. What did yeah. you guys chat about in the in the change room? What did you chat about beforehand? Because you guys came out with some fire in your belly, uh, probably more so than ever before. So so take us through what, what you guys were thinking about and how you planned on approaching that game. Yeah, we obviously knew it was going to be a really tough game. Um, you know, playing against KZN has always been a tough game and, you know, their style of hockey and indoor is so quick. So we knew what we were up against and I think the majority of the girls already experienced that since last year when we played in the final. And we knew we had to make those little adjustments in our game um, to compete with them. Uh, because they move the ball so well and because they move on the field so well, you know, off the ball and things like that. So we, we had an expectation already of how we had to approach the game. But I think it was just it was just the, the will and the attitude that the girls, I think we just were able to bring it out on the day. And I think that was, that's what made the difference for us is that we kept fighting until the last second of the game. Um, obviously, we were nervous and we didn't know what to expect. It's a final and anything can happen in the final. So it was just... Um, we, we try to keep it as simple as possible and just follow the game, pa game plan as best as we could. And I think that we did. Um, yeah, and we, we were so happy. So, yeah, that's, I think, touches what we were, what we achieved um, in the final, yeah. Yeah, and then for all your hard work, though, and I mean, and I thought in that first lot half you were unlucky not to get a goal or two, but the sucker punch came right on the stroke of half time when Jess Larden gave uh, the Raiders the lead. I mean, as a captain, how do you go and motivate your team? Because that's really the worst time to concede a goal. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating because it, we, I think, until that, up until that moment, we knew we were in it, um, and it was it was a pressured moment. And I think that 
as Southern's players, I think we, we're able to produce players that are able to compete under pressure and stay focused. And when we got back into the second half, I mean, maybe the halftime break was kind of a bit of a advantage for us. And I think that's what brought us back into the game. And we're able to fight for those last, that last, that last half. And I think that's, that's how we, we won the final. Um, yeah, and I just think, that, again, the, focusing the goals, we really focus on certain goals and certain things in the game, and I think that's what made the difference for us in the second half. And, and of course, um, yeah. you, you personally yeah. obviously have to uh, have a feather in the cap because you have a match-winning goal in a national final now. Yeah, it was quite funny because it was the only goal I scored in the whole tournament. Uh, fortunately, it was the last goal of the tournament and the one that counted the most for us. So, you know, I, I also have to give, give credit to the rest of the goals in the team. Um, we wouldn't have been possible, I mean, without everyone else on the field. And I think that, yeah, it was just, it was cherry on top, obviously, for me to score that goal. But it was just a victory for all of us. So, yeah, very tough with that. All right. And then within the team, I mean, we saw a few new names coming through this year. Zena Martin. Chloe de Sosa, Kyra Day had moved from Western Province. Um, was there was there anyone in your team, and I know, I know you're very much a team person, but is there anyone in mm. your team that you'd like to single out for individual praise? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone, like I say, I'm going to say again, I think everyone played a crucial role in Indo, and I mean, I think you'll know this, Jabu, is that in Indo, if someone is not on the same page um, in, on that court at the same time, I mean, you can expose it so easily. And I think that that's, as a team, we were all on the same page. But I, if I have to single someone else out, I think Alex really solid at the back for us. Um, I think our defense was really on point since IPT and we conceded the least goals um, if I looked at the stats from IPT. And I think that's why we actually won IPT. Our defense was solid. And I have to commend Alex because she did step up with IPT. And um, yeah, she, she, was, she was rock solid at the back for us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we featured Alex recently in a, an article called Five Players Who Enhanced Their Reputations at IPT because we fully agreed. I thought Alex really stepped up and, and it's great to hear that praise coming from you. I think yeah, I'm pleased for her. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, I'm pleased for Alex. Um, she, she needs to start stepping up and I'm happy that she did and um, up and onwards for her. Um, I also have to commend the other girls that came into the squad, you know, Zina, Kyra Day, um, Chloe D'Souza, I mean, she scored the most goals at IPT as well. So, I mean, they, I think everyone in the team really did step up individually and that's what made us so successful. All right. And, and while we're on the indoor hockey uh, topic, at least, you have a couple of caps for South Africa already. You were um, unfortunately heartbroken to miss the, the Croatia Cup tour due to injury. How did it feel that first time you got to wear the national clothes? Oh, it was a very special moment because uh, my dad obviously is in Durban with uh, Amazulu. So um, he got to see me for the first time in my national shirt. Um, you know, it, it, it was emotional, but, you know, you've got to also keep yourself together at the same time because you're just about to step on the court and play for your country and you've got to stay focused. But it's exciting. It's also nerve-wracking at the same time, but I think more exciting than nerve-wracking. And obviously, very special, very special moment for me. And I'm hopefully, hopefully, get to get more chances on the court in the green and gold. But we'll obviously see what happens with the future. Robin, obviously, we dove right in with regards to your recent title-winning exploits. But for those like me that don't know the history of of yourself when it comes to the sport, a little bit of background. And I'm talking about before you actually put on your first-time colours for South Africa. 
Yeah, well, I started playing hockey um, actually here in Joburg in school. So I was about maybe nine years old. Um, we moved down to Cape Town um, a little bit after that. So I think maybe me moving up and down from Cape Town to Joburg was a bit, um, let's say, uneasy for my career a little bit when I was a youngster. But um, I was able to really grow grow myself. And I think I grew a lot when I started playing for Southern, the Southern women's team. I mean, I was surrounded by really some really phenomenal players, and I think I've learned a lot from those players as well. And I have to make a special mention to my current WITS coach, Pichi Kutsia. I think that she's really, really instilled a lot of confidence in my ability uh, over the last two years in my career. And that's really, really been, I've really been able to push myself into a, um, another level um, individually. And I think that that's what's been a standout for me, that I've been playing good hockey. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2019. Yeah, what a what a mention you say, Pity could see. I mean, if there's one person you want to take inspiration from as a South African hockey player, it's the highest ever goal scorer for the country. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've learned so much from her just in one year being with her from last year and this year I'm looking forward to a new season with her. So um, I'm looking forward to it. You mentioned uh, Cape Town and Joburg, so you've been in both. Uh, which one do you prefer? Well, from two perspectives, uh, from a, lifetime, a lifestyle perspective, and secondly, from a hockey perspective. No, I love to see Cape Town. You know, it's a beautiful place. Um, but I, I'm, I think I'm a Joburg girl at heart, you know, born and bred here. Even though I lived in Cape Town, Joburg is my home, and I will forever be a Southern girl. Talking about your home, uh, you, you've mentioned him briefly. Your father is the head coach of Amazulu Football Club. Um, is the whole Johnson family a sport crazy family? <laughs> um, yeah, we are, but we are, but uh, we love football. Obviously, my brother plays some hockey. My sister plays some hockey. Um, my mom used to be a really good tennis, tennis, uh, table tennis player when she was younger. So, and obviously, my dad, yeah, football crazy. But yeah, we enjoy our sports. Fantastic. I, I can imagine Christmas Day lunches were probably a lot less lazy than most of our houses. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Maybe a job in the morning. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So as much as you first came uh, to, to my attention as an indoor hockey player, you are a fairly good outdoor hockey player. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to watch you play a little bit through the Premier Hockey League. What is your yep. goal and ambition with outdoor hockey specifically this year? Well, yeah, it's exciting times for our outdoor national team at the moment. There's you no know, Rob Van Ginkel as the new as a women's coach. And I think that he's brought something really, something fresh, new, exciting, um, a lot of new players in the process. And obviously my goal as an individual is to be the best that I can be and just give myself the best possible opportunity for me to try and make the SA women's national outdoor team. Um, going forward, they're obviously going to announce the squad for... Um, that's going into the Olympic qualifiers in Spain um, in June and July. So I'm aiming to make that team and we'll obviously have to see how that goes um, with the next few or the next couple of weeks with preparation and, and if I even make the squad. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, we're crossing fingers here for you as well. Um, and, and having watched you play, I definitely think uh, you will definitely be someone that Rob Funginko will be, uh, We'll be considering. Obviously, I have no say with selectors, though. Um, yeah. But but I'll hold thumbs for you. Thank you so much, Darren. 
I, uh, yeah. I, I just want to interrupt quickly because it, you mentioned the name Robin Van Ginkel. And uh, yeah, I mean, Tyron, I was in contact with you the day it was announced that uh, he was appointed coach. Um, Robin, what did, you, what did you make of the appointment? I don't know if you've had many dealings with him, but uh, from what you've seen, from what you've heard, um, yeah, what, uh, are you happy with the appointment? Yeah, you know, I've I've had a good I've had good experiences with Rob. Um, we won a special magical year at UJ when he was coach. Um, obviously, I was obviously at UJ at the time, and we I mean, we won varsity sport. We won IPT. We won um, USA. It was just a special year with him, and he's also a really good coach. And I think that he's um, he's a very confident coach. So I think, and he's also able to bring out the best in players, and he's very positive. And I think that that's that's what's key for and women's national team at this moment is that they need uh, positive things going forward and everyone needs to be positive about how how um, how we build the SA Women's name and how we go forward for the future. Yeah, and I, I really think it's interesting because you're one of the few players currently that really is a crossover. You are both an indoor national and potentially an outdoor national. You're in the greater greater squad right now. Um, from yeah. the outside looking yeah. in, the indoor has something uh, working really right. What do you think mm. it is that indoor has that outdoor was lacking? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the player management with indoor. That it's maybe you can maybe focus more on certain things with indoor, and uh, maybe it's the sponsors that that makes the difference for indoor. Um, you know, in terms of getting court time together, getting that team vibe going, those sort of things. I think that makes a huge difference um, in terms of creating that brand that you want to create um, so that people actually see um, SA Women's Hockey in a, in a, in a, in a brighter light, um, and especially for the public. I mean, I think the public don't really know what's going on with SA Hockey, and it's so important that everyone knows about um, outdoor hockey and indoor hockey and this and that's happening. Um, so, yeah, I think that maybe indoor has hit the nail on the head with that in in terms of building a, a better brand. All right, fantastic. And, uh, I mean, we have to ask the question, and uh, maybe maybe we bleep it out later, but which do you <laughs> prefer? Sure, <laughs> Siren. <laughs> um, you know what? I think if I had to give you an answer right now, I would say outdoor in, at this stage of, of my career, just because I have been enjoying it a lot more. Um Indoor, indoor is very special though because you know it's such a small game and it's quick and it's it's short and it's fun. But I think I'd have to go with outdoor for now. Yeah, I'll I'll remember that question uh, for in the future. Tyron must ask you which which of your children do you enjoy the most, um, and then you must uh, give us an answer there. <laughs> I, don't I won't answer that. Parents has a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, okay, so, so Tyron's found out everything there is to know about indoor and outdoor hockey with regards to you, but what about life beyond the hockey field? Uh, what is it that, that keeps you busy when you're not uh, knocking around a, a, a stick and a ball uh, almost 24-7? Yeah, so I'm actually um, a sports coordinator at Trinity House High School, Rampark Ridge, um, and I also specialize in learning disabilities or remedial studies. So that keeps me busy on the side and I work obviously in the school, um, in the high school um, with kids. So I'm also all the time surrounded by sports, um, but I love it. And the school's really good and we are growing. Um, so yeah, that's what I do in my spare time um, for, for my work and things like that. So yeah. 
There's also an incredible part of you that uh, is devoted to a certain um, area of your expertise. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are the founding member of Players for Transformation Movement. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we started that last year um, during PHL. Um, we obviously established ourselves a little bit after that because we actually didn't know what, what we were. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a... I don't know how to say it. It's been a, I don't want to say tiring. I think it's been exciting, tiring, nerve-wracking. I don't know. It's so many descriptive words I could use. Um, changing. Challenging. Challenge, challenging, yeah. It's, but also I think I'm hoping that it's going to be positive for all hockey players and not just, um, you know, a group of players. And I think that's, that's my main message is that it needs to, for me, this whole this whole process is supposed to be positive for everyone involved in hockey, and I'm hoping that other people, you know, start seeing that. Um, and I think it will happen slowly. Um, maybe not right now, but yeah. It's still very much early days, and you came up with a whole list of adjectives to describe your experience so far with regards to it. But you say the overriding theme, the overriding message is that you want it to be positive for the players, the coaches, everyone involved with hockey, and probably beyond the sport too. Um, What have you found so far with the initial reactions? I mean, are players and people adapting to it in a more positive than negative note? Um, it's hard to say, Derek, because, you know, you hear things all the time, you know, about from some coaches, from some players. So, I mean, I think everyone has their own opinions and everyone has their, their own way of thinking about it and interpreting what we're trying to do. And I think that maybe they're not so involved in the process as players um, players for transformation are involved. So, I think there's maybe some bits of information that people are missing and maybe they're not able to make a fair a fair, you know, judgment on things that's happening. And I would like for everyone to know what's happening and, you know, be more involved in, in our processes and what's happening with SA hockey and things like that, because it's for the greater good. And I think it's for the future of SA, you know, for those youngsters that are coming through the ranks. It's for those players that are, that are wanting to become national players. Yeah. And I, um, I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's quite a, quite a wonderful movement. And, and I saw uh SA Hockey CEO Marissa Langeni was on SABC News a couple of weeks back and, and she spoke mm. about how she was so impressed that this was a, a player-driven movement. And I think that's ultimately where the massive credit comes to yourself, to Owen, to Pumalela and all the others who were involved in really getting it started was, uh, you know, unfortunately we, we, we live in a country where often where people who stand up to make a difference are often seen as troublemakers. And instead of being put away from that, you guys were encouraged to make a step forward. I think uh, if there hasn't been progress in terms of action necessarily, there has been massive progress and that people are talking about it. You know, at mm. Indoor RPT, I found more and more people talking about transformation and positive discussions. There was no yeah. of that old South Africa discussion. It was really great to see. And it was great to see that uh, in the new selections that are going out, we're seeing a little bit more representation. I don't think it's solved yet, but we're seeing signs, and I think PFT really needs to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Tyron. I mean, it's yeah, it's like you say. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's going to take time and obviously a lot of effort from not just I think not just from myself, Owen, um, Shane, Booms. You know, 
it, it needs to be a collective process now going forward. And I think it's it's good to see and good to hear that people are talking about it in a more positive light. And I think, you know, we made a, a point about it is that it's actually a mentality shift. It's a, it's a mind shift that everyone needs to make, including myself. And I think that's probably the most difficult part is that it's a mind shift that you have to start thinking differently. You have to do things differently. And I think that's where we're going to see the change happening within the sport. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, Look, as long as there's people with willing attitudes and good hearts like yourself and, and those names that you mentioned, I, th- I think we, we're going to make progress. And transformation is not an overnight uh, overnight game. It's uh, a lot harder, a lot longer than just a hockey match. But uh, with the right effort, I think we'll get to something great in the end. So keep on the good fight in that, in that regard. Yeah, thank you. And if anyone's interested, you know, in looking for updates and seeing what's happening, because we always post things on our Facebook page, um, it's called PFT Movement, and people are welcome to join and follow what's happening and also contribute and things like that. We're always open to to everyone. Fantastic stuff. I suppose, uh, you know, we have to round up any conversation with you going all the way back. You, you are a hockey star by trade. Was Was there... Any moments in your hockey career where it clicked and just said, listen, I'm going to play for my country one day? Sure, that's a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably have to go back to when I was under 21. Um, there was a stage where I just couldn't break into an A team and I just kept making B team, B team, B team. And then just one year, I don't know, I think maybe I just pushed myself and I did the extra trainings and I put in the extra hours and I was able to actually make a breakthrough into an A team. And since then, I haven't looked back and I knew I've had, I knew I've had the ability, but it's obviously just staying humble about it and following the process and just making sure you work hard as an individual. And I think that over time, it's shown that I've been able to keep that consistency in working hard and keeping the belief. And yeah, I think that's what's made the difference for me um, throughout my career. And I think that's, that's probably the moment that I realized that I was able to really build towards something and maybe one day making a national team. And I did, I made the indoor team. And I think that's, that's what sparked me to push for outdoor because, you know, outdoor was a bit harder than, harder than, than indoor. Um, yeah, so I think that that's, that's, that's been key for me. Robin, jumping from the past to the future, what are your goals for 2019? So goal is definitely to try and make the uh, SNA Women's Outdoor Team for Valencia in June or July. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm going to take one step at a time. So fingers crossed. And uh, finally, I've got to ask, uh, you mentioned that you are at Trinity House. Uh, any future Robin Johnsons uh, lurking in the future that, that you've spotted? Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely one. Um, she is a grade nine learner, Paige Salas. Um, definitely one to look out for. Okay, that's... Uh, we, we look forward to seeing that name up in lights, but uh, of course uh, it will be alongside one Robin Johnson because uh, there's plenty of years to come, I'm sure. I mean, you're still very, very young. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Derek and Jabu. I look forward to maybe a future follow-up with you guys. Yes, when you, when you uh, come back from Valencia with uh, one of the Olympic spots or Olympic qualifying <laughs> spots, you're welcome anytime. 
Yes, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Robin, before you go, we can't let you go away without taking part in the Hockey 24-7 one-question sports quiz. So on the Saturday, the 9th of February, what was the score between Cape Town City and Amazulu? Ooh, I know Cape Town City won, <laughs> I think. 2-1, uh, Cape Town City. Oh. Your dad's not going to be happy. It was 1-0 <laughs> in favor of Amazulu. Kings Relatini Stadium was the venue. Amazulu coming away with the victory. Robin, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, we can't wait to see how 2019 unfolds for you. And uh, best of luck in both the indoor and outdoor arena. Thank you so much and all the best to you too. Yeah, good luck, Robin. We were here uh, backing you and over on sports247.co.za. We'll definitely be telling the story as much as we can. Thank you, Tyron. Keep well. Cheers. Cheers.